Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Welcome to Q&A. We're so glad you're joining us this morning. This is your opportunity to ask questions from the sermon this morning. So you'll see the number up on the screen. Text them in. And Doug will get to answer them for you this morning. <laughs> Lots of fun. Yeah. So we have a couple that have already come in. So we'll go ahead and All right. dive in. Um, first question here. Um, how can we be absent from the body and present with the Lord? And at the same time, the dead in Christ will rise first. Wouldn't those who have passed away already be with the Lord? Yeah. Uh, great question. And lots of mystery here mm-hmm. involved in this. So uh, let me make as clear as I can what I think the Scripture reveals and then allow, and this this sometimes is as much faith as anything, allow things that the Scripture keeps muddy for us to go. I don't have to clear it up. Mm-hmm. There's some things that are just going to be muddy. And... Um, We'll see clearly. Uh, I think what's First Corinthians thirteen say that uh, we see now in a in a glass darkly, but there will be a time where we see clearly. We once spoke as children, but we'll put childish things. So we're going to put some of this muddiness behind in the future, but we're going to have to be willing to listen to some of that, uh, live with some of that muddiness now. Mm-hmm. So he, here's what's clear. Here's what's muddy. To be absent, 2 Corinthians 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So what do I mean? What's the scripture mean to be absent from the body? It's referencing those who have died first. So yes, in direct answer to that question, isn't the person who has already died with the Lord? 100%. If they are in Christ, they are with the Lord already. They're not waiting to be with the Lord. They are with the Lord. What they will be with the Lord uniquely at the rapture is they will be with the Lord now in their new imperishable resurrected body uh, that they have been waiting upon. So often it's asked, well, how's that happen? Well, uh, here's some muddiness that I won't be able to clear up. We, we know that we are both a natural person, mm-hmm. a natural body that's going to decay because it's perishable, and we have a soul and spirit that are eternal. So when, when I do a funeral, especially when we do graveside, I try to emphasize we're not leaving this person here when we get in our cars and drive away, and we're not leaving them here because they've never been here. Mm -hmm. When they brought them there in the casket, that was their outer shell, their physical body. But if they are in Christ, the moment they died, they were in the presence of the Lord, soul, and spirit. Physical body stays behind because it's perishable. So uh, how can you be in the presence of the Lord without a new body? I think we can be in the presence of the Lord in our soul and spirit and experience Him and know Him and be better, better because we are set free from a perishable body, and better yet when He returns when we get a new imperishable body. So uh, I'm trying to say it as many times as I can uh, in case... It didn't come through in the sermon that, yes, when a person is dies and they're in Christ, they are immediately with the Lord. What they're waiting on is the new body hmm. at the rapture. 
Yes. And so uh, additional question here asking specifically about that time when someone passes away, what their time in heaven looks like before re- receiving their new bodies. Because it says with the Lord, but it doesn't right. say where. I, I could only theorize. Hmm. And if you like to theorize, as long as you can understand your theorizing and not necessarily saying, yes, this is absolutely for sure, uh, a book called Heaven. Um, why did I just go blank on? I can't believe I just went blank on who wrote it. <laughs> uh, it's a book called Heaven. Should have wrote it down. Uh, that and if you know it and you want to text it in so I can share it, that'd be awesome. Because I'm sure many of you know it. Skip is it Skip? No, maybe Skip. Uh, hate that I'm going blank. Uh, Randy Alcorn. Randy Alcorn. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know a Skip Alcorn in town. <laughs> They're not related. Yes. Randy Alcorn wrote uh, a book called Heaven, and he dives into that question and some interesting ideas that they didn't seem to go against Scripture. They seem to go with Scripture, but you couldn't say definitively, yes, this is the way it will look. So if that sort of thing intrigues you, I would recommend you – I would uh, – encourage you to grab that book and read. And he does a lot of theorizing, and but I think he's pretty good at acknowledging where he's theorizing, where he's going, I'm guessing here, and what seems to be um, for sure as it's stated in Scripture. Hmm. So a question here, you mentioned um, being at funeral and graveside earlier. Yeah. A question here says, how does cremation work with this, especially with the scattering of ashes? Yeah. Yeah. The... Um, I, I said this Thursday, and I failed to say it this morning. Uh, some wonder if there is a prohibition against cremation that as believers, is that something that we should not do? Uh, because the Scripture says this is a perishable body and we're going to get an imperishable body, I actually don't think uh, it's – wrong or against scripture to be cremated. Uh, in some sense, what is the difference between taking a body that the soul and spirit has already left? If mm-hmm. they're in Christ, they're with the Lord. The soul and spirit is already left. It's a simple physical body. What's the difference between putting it in the ground for it to rot mm-hmm. or placing it in a furnace to burn it up? Is God? Does God need everything kept together, if you will, in the box in order to give the new body. I don't think so. I mean, that's kind of a silly statement. No, he doesn't need everything kept in a box. Uh, if we scatter it across the ocean, uh, is that going to foil the the work of the Lord in a resurrected body? No. Uh, again, I think Paul makes it clear. I read the passage in 1 Corinthians 15, if you want to go back and – well, you will if you do the six days of reading – Uh, following, uh, and they're on the website, it's on the message memo um, with our our application questions, six days of reading, one of the chapters is 1 Corinthians 15, go back and read it, and you'll see that he makes the distinction between the seed and the body that comes from the seed. And he's going, and that's why I tried to briefly, I was running out of minutes, tried to give the example that you start with an apple seed and you put the apple seed in the ground, but you don't get then an apple tree full of seeds. 
<laughs> you get apples that have seeds in it, but you get apples right. because nobody wants a bunch of apple seeds. <laughs> they want apples. Yes. So a seed gets a body. And then what does he say? So also with the resurrected body. It starts with a seed. This body is the seed, but it becomes a, a new body. Whether we burn that seed and scatter it across the ocean or bury it in the ground, God is going to take that which was and give us something that which is better, glorious, powerful, and imperishable spiritual body. Uh, lots of uh, questions regarding... Uh, what will be the power of that body? Mm. I don't know if any questions are going there or what's the glorious part. Uh, I don't know. We, we get some hints that um, Jesus' resurrected body uh, prior to his ascension was still a body that the disciples recognized. No, not mm -hmm. everybody recognized him. And, but it had some powers that were unique, like it passed through a wall. Hmm. Right. Um, so if in heaven, will there be walls? And what would be the point if you could pass through them? <laughs> we generally put a wall up so you can't pass through. <laughs> so I don't know that uh, there will be walls as we think of walls in heaven because a hint we have, uh, it does seem uh, that there's eating in heaven. There's a marriage supper of the lamb. Jesus does eat food in his resurrected mm -hmm. body. So I'm, I'm theorizing here, doesn't state these things explicitly, but we get from the example of the resurrected body of Jesus maybe some ideas of our own resurrected body. Mm -hmm. if, this, if this current body uh, appeared and ascended into the clouds and disappeared into the clouds like Jesus' resurrected body, what would happen to our body now? Right. We wouldn't be able to survive that. Mm -hmm. We need a capsule that helps with air pressure and oxygen, and and uh, Jesus didn't. So, will does that give us a clue of what our resurrected body will be like? Maybe. There's just some thoughts to consider as we uh, not wrong to to theorize, not wrong to wonder, and maybe even go, "Wow, won't that be great?" As long as we don't get lost in that pursuit and divisive in our conclusions in that pursuit so that not only are we not sharing the gospel, we're arguing about things that divide the church instead of build the church. So it's just right. so funny. A guy said to me before the service uh, today, he said, I, I think it's kind of ironic that Christians fight about whether there'll be a thousand-year millennium of peace. <laughs> I never heard somebody say it that way, but I thought, yeah, that's kind of cute. Uh, we fight about whether there'll be a, a thousand years of peace. So let's not be those people who fight about mm -hmm. these things. Right. Um, so next question here is about hope. So okay. what is the biblical definition of hope? It seems like the Bible should say we grieve with assurance instead of we grieve with hope. I don't understand the word choice. Huh. trying to think from that person's perspective uh, as you ask, what does, how does it differ in your mind of hope versus assurance? I think the hope is 
is the assurance, meaning uh, it's not I hope that yesterday I hoped that the Jags would win. Because <laughs> you didn't know. I didn't have assurance right. that the Jags would win. If the Jags played a – let me just use a stupid sports example here. If the Jags played a Mandarin middle in football, I would have assurance. <laughs> that they would win. Full, yeah. full, complete, without any hesitation, with no uh, dissing of Mandarin middle's football team, <laughs> since their coach goes here. <laughs> no dissing of them. The Jags would beat them. Fully assurance. So that's the sort of hope that I think the scripture is referring to. It's the, to use the word in the question, the full assurance that I have not a hope in wishing, but a hope in certainty, the certainty that God is going to do what he said. Now, to the person who wrote that question, if I missed the point, uh, I apologize, and you can maybe try to reframe it, and I'll take another swing at it, but I, I think I got it, but if not, well, there is I'll swing again. an opportunity there. Well, like you talked about certainty, Christ rose. Right. So I have certainty that I will right. then rise as scripture has said. And so that's something to place your hope in. Right. It's not something fleeting. It is something certain that will happen. Right. And that's, that's what, if I'm certain, there's assurance, mm -hmm. there's guarantee. Mm -hmm. and, and so... What is the idea of hope? It's that uh, it's hard now. It's going to be better. Not mm. it might be better. It's going to be better now. Good things end now. The hope is, the guarantee is that good things will never end. Um, the reality now is sometimes I'm walking with the Lord. Other times I'm not walking with the Lord. I'm never kicked out. Once I have the spirit, I'm never kicked out of the family, but I'm not always in perfect communion mm -hmm. with the Lord. The hope as in the assurance is I'm going to be always forever with the Lord. So there'll be no broken fellowship with the Lord in heaven. So I went through all those things just as examples of, again, the text says, so that we can grieve as those who do differently than those who have no hope. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what I don't think, uh, Tracy, I ever fully experienced the hope that the Scripture gives us in death until I went and had to do a funeral where everybody there was without hope. Hmm. And I felt just the full and complete despair that they did, and it made me appreciate we really do have a difference-making hope in the time of loss. So uh, I can believe grieving. Loss doesn't mean that I don't believe uh, that in the hope to come, uh, grieving reflects the relationship present, the relationship that won't continue. But the hope in that grieving is it's going to be restored. So I hope that's I hope that's helpful, but that's different than the hope of the. I'm hoping, wishful that that's help helpful. 
the hope <laughs> that the scripture is speaking at is not just wishing, it's guaranteed. So Yes. Um, and you gave a really clear description today about being apart from Christ and in Christ. Yeah. And last week as well as this week gave the challenge about praying and asking the Lord for someone to share the gospel with Yes. this last week and this week. I'm curious, did you receive any stories? Uh, heard any stories of people who had gospel opportunities this week? Uh, I had a few stories. Uh, to be honest, let me go first. I, I asked the Lord like mad because leadership goes first. And I was like, Lord... <laughs> I don't want to like go tackle somebody to share the gospel with them so that I have a story because that'd be a bad story. So I asked the Lord literally every day and I led the staff every day and saying, let's ask the Lord, ask the Lord. I honestly don't think the Lord gave me in a unique setting, uh, personal setting that is an opportunity to declare the gospel. I don't think there was any door of opportunity that I didn't walk through because I was really, really extra looking this week. Consequently, both Thursday and this morning, what I hope what is true is what you just said, that I tried to make sure uh, I took the opportunity in this sermon this morning to uh, pause long enough to give a clear explanation of the gospel. Mm. So it wasn't in a personal situation with somebody at the grocery store or somebody uh, that a neighbor, but I took the opportunity Thursday night in the in the message and this morning to make sure I, I shared the gospel. So uh, I did have somebody tell me that um, they were absolutely determined, and so they stood outside of a place and shared the gospel. They said, nobody listened, but I did share. So uh, I, I appreciated the intentionality and the desire to go. Uh, let's be a witness. Any stories that you heard of? I have not heard any stories. Okay. <laughs> Similar, right. praying through that this yeah. week. And I wanted to go first in saying that I ask and the Lord didn't. So the, the point is this. Let's be open and ready and act in faith when it does take place. Um, but we don't have to kick down doors. Let's just right. be just be ready. And so I hope we'll be ready again this week. Absolutely. Asking we look forward to hear stories. Yes. <laughs> if the Lord moves in that way. That'd yeah. be great. Well, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your time answering questions and hope you guys have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.